Welcome to the Tumble Podcast, the show where we explore stories of science discovery. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. And today we have a super exciting show about discovering new species, featuring some scientists who practically walk face first into an animal no one had ever seen before and caught it all on video. Before we get to our story, I have a question for you, Marshall. Yes? How many species do you think there are on Earth? Like all life? You mean like all species, bacteria, plants, animals, fungi, and all the different types of chicken? Yeah. What do you think? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Like a bajillion. Or maybe, how about a bajillion and two? That's, That's my guess. That's my final answer. Okay. So, uh, the answer is no one knows. <laughs> of course, no one knows. Yeah. Scientists have been trying to guess at the number of species on Earth for years. And in 2011, a study came up with the number 8.7 million. So how, how'd they get that number? Mass and stuff? <laughs> um, like, okay, chicken, that's one. There's a lizard. There's two. Oh, did, did you see that bird over there? No, there's three. Okay. And they got 8.7 million. Yeah, um, not exactly. There's different ways that scientists try to predict how many species there might be based on what we already know, like uh, making assumptions about we know there's so many over here, there might be so many over here. But unfortunately, it's really hard to prove that any number is the right number. Because, I mean, other guesses have been as high as 100 million. I mean, I guess that makes sense, because it's really hard to know things you don't know. It's like you think, like, okay, we've counted all the species, we've got them all, and then, like, you de-louse a rat, and it's like, oh, there's a new kind of rat louse we forgot about. Exactly. And last year, in 2014, yet another study came out that said that despite all of our fancy prediction models... We're no closer to understanding how many species there are than we were several decades ago. Oh, man. So I guess we just have to go out and find as many species as we can. Scientists have been trying to do that, too, for hundreds of years. The first person to make a specific effort to catalog or make a complete list of all the species was someone that you might have heard of, Carl Linnaeus. Oh, the Binky Bergen, Binky Bergen. That's... That's Your what he sounds bad impression like. of the Swedish Jeff. <laughs> Love it. So, Carl uh, Linnaeus is the Swedish scientist. He came up with the way we name all species, right? Yes, he was a man. Um, not a Muppet, but a man. And he wanted to fill in his system with all the species on Earth. It sounds like an enormous job. Yeah, it was, and that's why scientists are still at it today. There's a project called the Catalog of Life that has tallied up 1.6 million life forms. And that's plants, animals, fungi, microorganisms, and all of the species of chicken. (laughs) So 1.6 million, so that means that based on the estimates you told me, either we're almost a quarter of the way through naming all the species, or we're like a little less than 2%. (laughs) so there could be a lot of really cool animal species out there not just boring ones exactly which is why i'm super excited to share this story because you're not even gonna believe the species and we have a really great person to talk about it 
My name is Joe Hansen, and I host a YouTube series for PBS Digital Studios called It's Okay to Be Smart. Joe has a PhD in biology. But now I just make YouTube videos. It's not a bad job if you can get it. Right? Apparently some people do this for a living. And Joe told me about his friend Destin, who has a channel called Smarter Every Day, and he just so happens to be a rocket scientist too. Not like that's hard. Destin's curious about everything, and he loves to find out about other kinds of science, not just space rocketry. And so that's why he ended up joining an expedition of biologists at a nature preserve in Peru. He was down in the Amazon rainforest, lucky enough to head down there and check out, you know, one of the most rich biological landscapes on Earth. And one night they took a walk and noticed something pretty interesting in the woods. And it ended up being something that nobody had ever seen before. So what was it? Hold on. What's amazing about this is because Destin makes videos. There is video from the moment of discovery. So this is, you know, the rainforest. It's thick with vegetation. Uh, it's nighttime. It's dark. And, you know, they say in the rainforest you hear more than you see. And, you know, there's just bugs and, and, and monkeys and birds and things that are just out there in the darkness. A lot of things are active at night, so they love to go out at night. So Gordon and Destin and Phil put their headlamps on and went out into the woods. Gordon's the sound engineer and Phil's the biologist. And they were all out at night looking for ants. Dead ants, actually. Phil was interested in studying a parasitic fungus that kills ants to spread more fungus. That fungus is called cordyceps. And then Gordon turns the corner, and that's when he saw this weird pile of like leaves and debris sitting in the middle of a spider web. And as he gets closer, he calls Phil over. He's like, hey, Phil, have you ever seen anything like this? Like this... Does cordyceps infect spiders? And Phil's like, I don't think so. I don't think that, that cordyceps infect spiders. And that's when Destin turned his camera on and they ran over. And then the web started twitching. Like, crazy. I mean, this, they, they put their face right up to it. Just bang, 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 bang. There's like something small living on there. It, dude, does, is that a fake spider that that thing makes? What's, I think that, what's bumping that? Yeah, there's a bug living on there. That actually may have made a fake spider out of debris. No. Not even kidding. So Wait, what, like a, a, a spider that builds a fake spider? Yeah, isn't that totally crazy? It looks like there's a tiny spider that builds a larger version of itself out of a thin layer of dust and leaves and whatever it could find. It kind of looks like a poorly done superhero emblem, like, kind of like Spider-Man. Like, so Spider-Man, who made your uh, emblem? It's like, oh, the spider. <laughs> spider did it. That's why it looks kind of crappy. It's small on top, fan-shaped, and it's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight little legs sticking out from this debris pile in the middle of the web. It's a tiny spider disguised as a big spider. Yeah, Shut up. So or something. No one can believe what they're seeing. They're pretty sure this is a decoy spider that this tiny little, you know, it's about an inch wide, uh, but the spider that made it is only about a quarter of an inch wide and it's sitting there behind it and it's using it as a way to scare off predators and as a way to make sure nothing too big for it to handle lands in its web. Nuts. I've never, ever, ever Did seen we that. discover something? <laughs> never. 
That's my favorite part of the video. Did we discover something? <laughs> I guess that's what the moment of discovery sounds like. Is this is this something new? Does, yeah, does anyone not know this? It's not sciencey at all. These three grown-up men turn into, you know, kids in their backyard almost, kind of flipping over rocks and be like, "Oh man, cool! What is this?" And they just instantly stop being these scientists and 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 professionals and they're just genuinely excited and curious you hear that in the way they're talking it's so it's so cool to hear that that excitement and that's why people do this i think is is chasing that moment it just makes you feel so good to experience that you're the first person on earth who's ever seen that thing and it could be a big thing it could be you know, a, a very tiny thing but you know you are the person who's seen that that's kind of like a way to make a difference. How do you find this stuff? Is discovery, it, it seems like it's just being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, that's a big question that I had too. And I wonder, could they have just seen it, but not really seen it and just walked past? Like, is that what most of us would have done? So I asked Joe about this, and he said being able to recognize discovery is sort of like a personality trait. Destin is is amazing, and and the friends that he makes, you know, the people around him have this sort of infectious curiosity, always wondering why everything works, why you know why clouds look the way they do, and why rain falls from the sky, and and why weird piles of trash in the middle of a spider web. Uh, and then they found what turned out to be a completely new group of spiders that do this. So it was a new type of spider. Yes, and it was a new behavior. No one knew of a spider that had built a decoy of itself. So Phil the biologist went and wrote a scientific paper about it, which is what you have to do to tell the other scientists what you discovered in the woods one night. It was a monster. <laughs> and so then the other scientists started going out and looking for these spiders and they found some in the Philippines who also built decoys and they were totally unrelated to the spiders in the Amazon, which is really interesting. That is really interesting. Not to mention it's decoy spiders. So back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, there's still a lot of opportunity for discovery. There are absolutely tons of things out there left to discover. They only had to walk 10 feet off of a trail that they had taken a dozens of times through the Amazon to find something that nobody had ever seen before. There's also places like the ocean where we know more about other planets than some parts of our ocean. You could take a scoop full of seawater and I guarantee you there will be hundreds or thousands of new species of bacteria or plankton or, or, or viruses even in that, in that, like a spoonful of the ocean dig in your garden and you might find new bacteria there. A lot of the things that we're finding are, are really small. The smaller that we can look at life, the more new things we're finding. There's probably no new elephants or lions or things like that out there. But as we continue to drill down, we know that there's new stuff out there. So how are we going to find something new? Should we just like right now book a spring break trip to the Amazon? You know... The Amazon can be a scary place, and I'd rather that we save ourselves the trip and just set up a little experiment in our backyard first. So here's Joe's suggestion for the curious. I'd like to give people a mission to go out into their backyard and look at the same, you know, look at the same space, look at the same 
three by three foot area of your yard every day. Just write down what you see, take pictures, and just see if anything interesting catches your eye. Write down what it looks like, measure it, describe what it's doing. And then if you see something, you'll start to see patterns emerge. And then that's when you'll notice if something different happens. And it's when something different happens that you say, wait, this might be new. So if you study how things work and you know the background, that's when you can see when new things start popping up. And you can do that right there in your own yard. It's kind of like practicing and being a scientist, just being curious and observant. So that's a good plan. I mean, we like to garden anyway, so maybe after we discover something in our backyard, we'll be ready for a big expedition, like to our neighbor's yard. <laughs> yeah. I will get my safari hat and my bug spray. <laughs> and we'll be the people with safari hats and bug sprays. <laughs> well, I guess as long as we don't forget our camera. Exactly. That's it for our show. If you want to see the video itself, we have it on our blog, as well as a link to some awesome close-ups of the decoy spider. And this week we have lots of people to thank. First of all, thank you to Dr. Johansson. Everyone should watch his YouTube channel called It's Okay to Be Smart for truly awesome science videos like What's the Deadliest Animal? And Marshall, I think you would like the physics of space battles. So also thanks to Dustin Sandlin, Smarter Every Day on YouTube, for allowing us to use audio of his video. You should watch his videos, too. And Sarah Lentz, who's our newly minted associate producer. Most of all, thanks to all our new listeners who supported our launch. Keep spreading the word. If you really want other people to know about the show, leave us a review. It really does a lot. We're also anxious to hear your feedback and ideas for new shows. So like our page on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is TumbleCast. And join us next time for more stories of science discovery.